Welcome to The Policy Shop, weekly conversations with public policy experts where we'll dive into the most important issues affecting all of us here in Illinois. I'm Hillary Gowans. Let's get started. The U.S. has fully recovered jobs lost during the COVID downturn. Illinois is still lagging, but continued national jobs growth is good news for our prospects. Here to talk about Illinois' COVID recovery is Bryce Hill, Director of Fiscal and Economic Research. Bryce, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, so set the scene for us uh, in terms of where our economy was in the months and years after COVID, um, and then where we are today. Yeah, so, you know, COVID hits and it really starts taking its toll on the economy before we really know what it is or what's going on. So you start seeing job losses at the earliest point in, you know, February, March of 2020. Um, And at the beginning of things, you know, things were terrible, right? But they were better for Illinois than the rest of the country. So job losses didn't actually affect Illinois the same way they manifested themselves throughout the rest of the nation. Um, Nationwide jobs dropped by, you know, 15%. You had tens of millions of people unemployed and you have a significant decline in, in job losses and job losses in Illinois, but you don't see that same magnitude. You know, job losses are in the neighborhood of 12%, 13% at their peak. Um, so massive job loss, but relatively speaking, Illinois is faring better because we have a more diversified economy. We're not relying on any particular sector. Illinois is a relatively wealthy state. Um, so there are a lot of benefits Illinois was capitalizing on at the onset, but you know, we didn't really set ourselves up for a pronounced recovery. Um, so actually in the months after, you know, April of 2020, when things were at their very worst in terms of the labor market, the rest of the United States accelerated and recovered at a far greater pace than Illinois did. Um, so, you know, it took about 27 months for the U.S. to actually claw back all job losses. Uh, but we finally did it last month. The unfortunate news for Illinois, though, is that you know, we're still missing over you know, 88,000 jobs, nearly 89,000 jobs are still missing. Um, one in nine, more than any other neighboring state except for Wisconsin. Uh, and payrolls are still 1.5% lower than they were pre-COVID, uh, while most other areas of the country have actually recovered. Uh, so it's really interesting that you you summarized it like this. So in the beginning, our job losses weren't as pronounced as the rest of the country. But here we are, and we still haven't clawed back to that break-even number of total jobs pre-COVID. So can you talk about why that might be? Yeah, so we were suffering you know, more job losses for longer periods of time because of you know, maybe heavy-handedness of um, state mandates. So Restrictions on things like restaurant hospitality industry, uh, businesses were among the most severe in the nation at certain points in time early on in the pandemic. Um, so that definitely uh, affected what employment could look like when you you know tell businesses they're not allowed to operate, that um, they have certain capacity requirements or things like that that other states don't necessarily have or aren't as strict. Uh, we're hamstringing ourselves there, uh, and you know inflicting more pain than. Uh, ultimately, turns out was necessary. Um, so you know, we we really leveraged these uh, mandates where other states didn't do so as much, um, and because of that, we you know 
longer on and as the months drug on, uh, we suffered, we continued to see payrolls that were farther and farther behind the rest of the nation. And then in the long-term scheme of things, you know, after months and months and months of not being allowed to operate, many businesses just gave up and they they couldn't make ends meet anymore. And so they ceased to exist. Um, so by put, pressing the pause button for so long, a lot of these businesses just, uh, you know, couldn't afford to operate anymore. So we lost nearly 3,000 employers out by one estimate from the Chicago Tribune. Um, so that was a big thing. The other is that, you know, when you talk about new businesses in times of recession, uh, when things are at their worst, you see this high turnover in, in businesses and you see a lot of new businesses spring up that are going to replace old businesses that failed or people who decide that they are going to start their own business because they have to take matters into their own hands uh, and, and provide for themselves rather than relying on an employer. In Illinois, that's more difficult. We see you know, a lot of people trying to start businesses in Illinois, but we see the business formation rate actually among the lowest in the nation. Um, so when you talk about businesses that can actually come to fruition in Illinois, we make it tremendously difficult. We're a highly regulated state, third most in the nation. Uh, and the tax environment, the business environment is just terrible for fostering a place where businesses thrive. We have the second highest property tax burden in the nation. We have, um, you know, rising income taxes in the past decade. We have a, a strong push to raise income taxes even further just a couple of years ago. Um, so all signs are pointing in the wrong direction on a public policy front for the prospects for future businesses that make it less likely that people want to start a business here and even less likely that people are able to, even if they do want to. I think you and I are both a little sensitive right now to the fact that it's really hard to, to share a diagnosis when it's a pretty negative diagnosis. So all the things that you just talked about um, are huge public policy failings, high tax burdens, high regulatory burdens. Um, and these are things that make it really difficult, like you said, for new businesses to crop up. It's not fun to always have to point out what's wrong because I think you and I both really love Illinois. You know, this is home. And we, you know, I have a community here. I own a home here. Um, I, I've been really lucky and had a great life here. And so I think it's really hard to have these conversations sometimes. It's like, you know, I walked into the ER and uh, with a broken tibia and maybe it'd be nicer to hear that I just need a couple stitches. But the reality is that I probably have to be in a cast for a month these are hard conversations. So what's it like for you as a public policy expert? You know, you're an expert on economic research. You understand how to dive into these numbers. What's it like for you to say essentially a lot of the same things over and over again in terms of what we're getting wrong and pushing a solution that should be simple to adopt, but maybe is, is being resisted by leadership? Yeah, it's um, tough at times. You know, you're kind of feel like you're beating a dead horse, maybe. Um, but then, you know, at the, on the other hand, it's something that somebody needs to do. Somebody needs to say. Somebody needs to actually be the voice of reason and show this is the just the the matter of you know these are the current state of affairs in in Illinois, um, and we need to acknowledge them before we can actually ever get to a place where we're improving things. And, you know, a lot of the numbers are 
bad. You know, I don't want to be doom and gloom all the time. There are a lot of things that Illinois has going for it. We kind of touched on them at the top. You know, the reason why COVID didn't affect the state in the same way it did others is because we're such a diverse economy. It's a resilient economy. Um, you know, the blend of uh, agriculture and infrastructure and highways and things downstate and Chicago's, you know, highly skilled labor force, international business community um, are really a, a really good mixture for a state that should be able to weather a lot of economic storms. And, you know, in many ways, you should probably give credit to the state of Illinois because uh, things are as good as they are, despite all the issues and challenges that uh, state and local governments throw Illinois way. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't like to do that. And I I do want to highlight the positives when there are. And there are positives, not only the diversity of the economy, but there are more job creators, more people who are trying to be entrepreneurs in Illinois than virtually any other state. Um, and that's an amazing thing. You need those types of people to push society forward, to um, add to your quality of life, to make improvements that make you know everyday people's lives better. Um, but the unfortunate reality is somewhere between people trying to become an entrepreneur and actually being able to employ people and execute those things, something is getting in the way and preventing a lot of that from happening. And most of the time in the state of Illinois, it's not the fact that we don't have capable people. It's the fact that government and regulation and costs due to those things get in the way. Yeah, that that sounds about like how I view you, Bryce. You you are the person who is just looking at the numbers uh, and telling us what you see. I think that a lot of people confuse being positive and being nice with sugarcoating things. Sometimes I think if if you really care about something, you have to tell the truth, and sometimes the truth can be difficult. So anyway, thank you for going on that riff with me. But if we really are lagging the total jobs recovery that the rest of the country is seeing, let's talk about what policy steps we need leadership at the state and local level to take to get us over the finish line. And then to, like other states are seeing, actually grow jobs from where we were pre-pandemic. I think the most immediate thing to create that sort of environment is going to be, you know, Looking to the very recent past of what happened the last time we were in an economic downturn and what did states do that recovered very well to foster that environment? What what was happening there versus what happened in Illinois, where we're one of the last states again to recover from uh, an economic downturn? And so one of the big things you see is you see um, states not hiking taxes, um, covering revenue declines with you know budget stabilization fund or rainy day fund. Uh, and then diverting resources, having flexibility within their budgets to actually uh, send funds to programs that are going to be beneficial and create lasting um, prosperity, for lack of a better term, uh, through public policy. So, you know, unfortunately, Illinois for much of the last decade has had you know less than a minute worth of state spending in the budget stabilization fund. Um, you know, there's a little incredible rigidity within state and local budgets because uh, pensions now eat up nearly a third of the state budget it prevents you know funds from going to uh, the local level local governments are also uh, saddled with very high and strict pension requirements because of the you know massive hundreds of billions of dollars worth of debt that are associated with that problem and 
that really prevents you know funds from going into anything from education to job training to you know anything that is related to workforce adaptability and could be you know benefited from further state assistance or even just you know assistance to the needy in general uh, is being crowded out so we have you know this perfect storm of things that you know we shouldn't be doing that are actually happening in Illinois that are going to are not only currently preventing it from uh, recovering, but are going to hamstring things going forward as well. All right. So to close, let's pretend like you've got a direct line to J.B. Pritzker and the state lawmakers in Springfield, and you've got 15 to 30 seconds to give them your best advice on what policies and principles they should adopt to encourage a strong economic recovery. What do you say to them? Say, without raising taxes, you need to divert money to your rainy day fund without asking Congress or other states to bail you out. You need to do it with, you know, these aren't their problems. These are our problems. So we need to address those with our own resources. That's going to mean pension reform. That's going to free up the state budget. It's going to free up current resources that we're pulling in, second highest in the nation property taxes. We have many resources coming in. We need to address where the dollars are actually going. Pension reform, building the rainy day fund, refilling the unemployment insurance fund so that when people inevitably do become unemployed later, we actually have money to provide them with assistance. We can cover our downturn in revenues when they inevitably do decline. And we don't have to cut services or raise taxes in order to do those things. We can actually provide some stability and some confidence for people in their state government, which they haven't had in decades, uh, and can actually start letting people invest in the state create their their businesses, employ people, and actually start moving and settling here rather than leaving and packing up and going elsewhere. All right. Well, thank you, Bryce. It's always good to talk with you about these things, and we'll check in with you again soon. Sounds good. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. To keep up with all of our work at the Illinois Policy Institute and to sign up for our newsletter, visit IllinoisPolicy.org. If you like what you heard today, subscribe and give us a five-star review. We'll see you next week for another episode of The Policy Shop.